Welcome to Energy Talks, a regular podcast series with expert discussions on power system testing topics. My name is Scott Williams from the podcast team at Omicron, and I will be your host. Hello, everyone. In previous episodes of Energy Talks, I have spoken with my expert guests about the energy mix used to produce electrical power and the transition to renewable energy sources such as solar and wind. Many regions of the world are adopting these renewable energy sources at an increasing rate to reduce carbon emissions. However, during the transition to renewable energy, there will be a continued reliance on cleaner fossil fuels, namely natural gas. This is because of the fossil fuels used for the generation of electrical power. Natural gas has the lowest carbon footprint and will continue to play an important role in the transition to renewable energy sources and to help reduce the overall carbon footprint. Since this transition to renewable energy sources can take several years, even decades before it is completely realized, it will be increasingly important to develop local reserves of natural gas to ensure a reliable and sustainable energy supply. This is especially true in Europe, which has long been dependent on Russia for its supply of natural gas. My guest in this episode is James Hill. He is the president and CEO of MCF Energy Limited. His company is focused on strengthening Europe's energy security through responsible exploration and the development of natural gas resources within the region. James explains why natural gas is considered a clean energy source and how it will continue to bridge the transition to renewable energy sources. He also discusses why the European Union is regarding natural gas as a clean energy source and how this is leading to increased natural gas exploration and production in the region. Additionally, James describes how his company is using advanced exploration techniques aided by machine learning to precisely locate natural gas reserves in Europe with greater efficiency and safety, including natural gas reserves this company located and is currently developing in the countries of Austria and Germany. Hello, James. Welcome to this episode of Energy Talks. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate uh, your time this morning. Thank you again for joining me to talk about natural gas as a clean transitional energy source. James, please tell us about MCF Energy Limited. What does it do and what relation does your company have to the electrical power industry around the world? Well, MCF Energy is a newly formed public company that is currently aggressively pursuing projects focused on the development of natural gas resources within Europe. The war in Ukraine has really demonstrated that, that there's a, a real energy crisis going on in Europe. Because Europe's been drunk on energy from Russia, exploration for energy resources within the boundaries of European countries has really been underfunded and really ignored for almost 40 years. There's a real uh, pile of high-quality projects that MCF is now pursuing and acquiring to develop. And as a plus, the EU has finally recognized that the safest energy resources are those found within, within its own borders. And MCF has really been a, a first mover on developing these projects in Europe. Okay. Interesting. Could you tell us what percentage of electrical power is currently produced with natural gas? And how will this percentage change in the future and why? Well, currently, according to some of the studies out there, about 32% of the energy comes from natural gas with oil and coal and nuclear making up the balance of the, max, of the amount of energy produced. 
Uh, renewables can, can currently contribute about 12% of the energy makeup at this, at this particular stage. Now, of course, as third world countries develop and China comes out of their COVID lockdowns, there's going to be a significant increase in energy production that's going to be required to meet the demands of the population. So we are looking at an expanding energy market in the future. Okay. With a move towards more renewable energy and a significant reduction in greenhouse gases, what role does natural gas play as a transitional energy source moving forward? Well, this is very significant. The switch from burning coal to much cleaner natural gas here in the U.S. has really contributed to major reductions in carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is something which can be uh, repeated throughout the world, really. A lot of energy is generated by burning coal and oil. Natural gas is a much, much cleaner fuel. And natural gas is going to play a critical role as a transition fuel to accomplish the eventual net zero uh, goals of the world. The EU has, has recognized this fact and declared natural gas green and critical to their goal of a carbon-free world. Okay, interesting. We'll come back to that a little later. What is the current energy situation in Europe that necessitates continued natural gas exploration, supply, and production? Well, a new energy report from the International Energy Agency found that Europe could face a natural gas shortage of over 27 billion cubic meters in 2023. That's this year. With that expanding next year, that's equivalent to nearly 7% of the region's annual consumption. In this assessment, they found that a supply gap of almost 57 billion cubic meters could emerge if the Russian war continues and Russia shuts off the supplies to Europe. Currently, Russia was sending about 60 billion cubic meters of, of natural gas to Europe. And this could really halt entirely if this conflict continues. Okay. So how would you consider natural gas to be an important bridge in the energy transition in Europe and in other areas of the world? Well, as I mentioned, the EU has, has recognized the fact that there's going to have to be a transitional period between the use of fossil fuels and renewable energy sources. Because of this, they've declared natural gas green because it is the cleanest burning fossil fuel that you can have. It has the lowest carbon footprint of all of them. And really, this is, this is a real bridging fuel, which is going to provide energy to not just homes to eat homes, but also the industries and petrochemicals. A lot of people don't realize just how many products they use in their daily lives that are actually derivatives of hydrocarbons. Okay. So what makes natural gas a cleaner alternative to other fossil fuels? Well, it has just much lower carbon in its, in its chemical chain. When you burn it, it produces much less carbon. Oil, for instance, is quite a long chain carbon molecule. And of course, coal is even longer and has much, much higher carbon contents because of the, the process of forming coal in, in the subsurface. So by switching from coal to natural gas, it will result in major, major carbon emissions in the future. Okay, very good. Now, I had a look at your company's website, and I see that you work with machine learning or artificial intelligence. 
How is machine learning making natural gas exploration more efficient, safer, and cleaner, and maybe even cheaper than in the past? And how is MCF Energy involved with the use of machine learning to ensure this change in the industry? This has been a real change in the industry that, that an awful lot of companies have not recognized yet. Mm -hmm. Machine learning is a technique that lets us find new resources from the existing data sets that we have that are not visible to the naked eye. The use of 3D seismic, which of course is like underground, it was like sonar, except mm -hmm. you're doing it on land, has greatly increased our understanding of the structure of the earth and greatly reduced our risk of drilling in new areas. What machine learning does is it goes in and extracts that information from the data set, which is present, but we can't visualize with our eyes. We actually calibrate producing well to these various, what they call neurons, to the, to the presence of oil and gas, and then calibrate the same intervals to a well that is dry. Subtract out the two and you come up with a unique set of neurons, which are related to the presence of oil and gas that we cannot see with our eyes. And the success rate of identifying these non-visual prospects and drilling them has been almost 80% so far. So this is a significant increase in success and reduction in risk, which MCF is currently applying in almost all areas where we've got any kind of seismic information. Okay. And so natural gas reserves are exhaustible. How long can a natural gas field continue to supply the demand as an energy source? And how do you go about estimating the time span of available supplies? You know, this is a good question. Estimating reserves in the ground is a pretty exact science and, and well-established. But estimating future reserves is another problem in that there are a lot of factors that come into play. Price is a big one uh, mm -hmm. and a driving factor. Higher prices result in us being able to produce gas and adding significant resources from deeper, more expensive targets. Mm -hmm. You know, it just costs you so much money to drill for these things. And the deeper you go, the, it, and the more expensive it gets. The second thing is, of course, new technologies like, like machine learning that are also a major contributor to reserves. You know, in the past, you know, we had been looking at the actual decline in natural gas reserves less. But mm -hmm. thanks to the new technologies, fracture stimulation being one of them, uh, we now have currently an estimated supply of natural gas in the United States of over 200 years. So again, you know, as the future moves forward, and of course, the price variations, and most importantly, technological advances, will continue to supply us with energy reserves in the future. So estimating just how long it's going to be before we deplete these resources is mm -hmm. almost impossible. Okay. Does the infrastructure for transport of natural gas already exist, or will it have to be expanded to handle future demand? Well, in Europe, Europe currently has an expansive pipeline network that distributes natural gas to where it is needed. This has primarily been Russian natural gas, of course. Mm -hmm. But... In most areas where we are exploring, pipelines are pretty easily accessible, which will allow us to market the gas that we find. So that's a, that's a definite positive. But, you know, this is something that when you're exploring for resources, you must take into consideration because, of course, 
pipelines are not inexpensive to build. Okay, so going back to your point earlier about the EU reaction to natural gas, could you describe that in more detail? How is the EU or how are EU governments reacting to increased natural gas exploration and production in the region? Well, when I started exploring 10 years ago, environment was could be described as hostile at best. But the EU governments have finally recognized that the safest energy resources that any country can have are those found within, within its own borders. We are currently permitting two wells in Europe and a process that would have taken years, 10 years ago, are now being done in months. And we expect drilling our first well in September in Austria. So they recognize the fact, and a lot due to this energy crisis that they're now facing, that they really do need to develop resources within their own borders. So you had mentioned this prior, and if you could go into more detail, this would be great. Why does the EU now categorize natural gas as a green energy resource? And what has influenced this decision? The EU governments have realized that the transition to a carbon-free world is not something that's going to occur overnight. And it, in fact, is going to take decades mm -hmm. to accomplish. In order to reduce the carbon footprint that you know a lot of countries currently have, the really... The only source of energy which is readily available with a lower carbon footprint is natural gas. So they realize that natural gas is going to play a critical role as a transition fuel to accomplish the goals to a net zero environment. So this is why the EU has declared natural gas green, because they understand that it's critical to reaching their goal of a eventually carbon-free world. What are some of your company's natural gas exploration projects in Europe, and what will be their impact to the supply of natural gas? We currently have two countries that we're currently operational in at the moment. The first is Austria. That's the well that's going to be commenced drilling in September. It's going for a very large natural gas target. If it's present, it'll be significant to the European community as far as how much gas we can feed into the system. The second project that we have, we have four concessions in Germany, and we have currently a well programmed for drilling before the end of the fourth quarter of this year in Germany, which also should have a significant impact to the local communities and the natural gas grid in general. We currently have many more concession applications in process. And as I mentioned, the European exploration programs have been really non-existent for decades, just decades. And a lot of high-impact, high-quality projects have just not been able to get off the ground mm -hmm. because of the competition with you know, cheap Russian energy. Sure. So now that they recognize that, that Russia has not once but twice used energy as a weapon, they really have changed their attitudes, realizing that they need to develop energy resources within their own borders. Okay. But this would also apply to other countries or regions of the world in terms of where they are able to get their energy sources and whatnot better than from their own area. Oh, exactly. And, and really, we are expanding our search for resources 
as far west as Spain, as far east as Azerbaijan. We're looking at projects in the North Sea. And mm-hmm. we're even looking at projects in North Africa with the caveat that I need to get the energy into Europe. And if I can do that, then I'm interested in those projects. Sure. How do you see the future use of natural gas and electric power production, not only in Europe, but around the world? Well, natural gas is going to play a critical role. There's no doubt about it. You know, if you're going for a reduced carbon world, natural gas is really the only fossil fuel that you can use. Germany currently has 63 coal-fired power plants. Mm -hmm. And to boot, they just shut down their last nuclear power plant, which, of course, was the most efficient and produced the most energy for, for the impact of the environment. As more natural gas becomes available, there is no doubt that Germany and other European countries will want to switch from these dirty coal-fired power plants to much cleaner natural gas plants to significantly reduce their output. This is what happened in the U.S., and it was primarily due to price. The, the price of natural gas was much less than coal, and this was a result of the technologies that found so much natural gas that the price crashed. So this is not the case in Europe yet, and we expect a, a good, solid price for, for the foreseeable future in Europe. Very good. So, James, in summary, based on the growing energy demand and the anticipated long transition period over to more renewable energy, could you please highlight again how companies like MCF Energy are ensuring the lowest possible impact to the environment in exploring for and supplying natural gas for the production of electrical power? The world demand for energy will continue to increase as the world population grows and economy recover from the pandemic lockdowns. China is just now starting to come out from under their lockdowns and are already starting to compete for the liquefied natural gas cargoes, which have really saved Europe during this, this energy crisis. Mm-hmm. So the, the scarcity of natural gas throughout the world as the world recovers is, is only going to be exacerbated and, and made much worse. You know, these energy requirements will not be met by renewables for many decades. Mm -hmm. And the demand for clean natural gas is going to continue and accelerate. MCF recognizing this is trying to contribute and help reduce some of these problems Mm -hmm. by exploring and producing more clean burning natural gas. This will, as I mentioned, help replace the coal and oil that's currently being burned Mm -hmm. and will contribute to a major reduction in the amount of carbon going into the environment. You know, hydrocarbons, oil and gas are going to be with us for many, many decades in the future. And the idea is to use them properly and wisely so that we can help facilitate the, the transition over to renewable energy resources. Very good. James, where can our listeners get more information about MCF Energy? We've got a website, uh, mcfenergy.com, which kind of outlines our program and our management. I'm very proud of our management team. I've worked with them before on several very successful companies in the past, and I've managed to put together a technical team which I think is one of the best in the world. 
So I'm really, really excited about the, the projects moving forward, the people that I'm working with, and uh, our ability to help solve some of the world's problems and produce less carbon into our environment. Very good. Well, James, thank you very much for sharing your expertise and insights into the continued use of natural gas as a transitional energy source in this episode of Energy Talks. Thank you very much, Scott. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you very much again. And a big thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of Energy Talks. We always welcome your questions and feedback. Simply send us an email to podcast at omicronenergy.com. If you like what you hear and have not done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Energy Talks on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. Also, if you have an interesting power system testing or power industry topic that you would like to share with us as an expert guest on Energy Talks, please let us know. Omicron has several years of experience in power system testing and offers you the matching solution for your application. This includes innovative diagnostic, monitoring, power system testing, data management, and cybersecurity solutions to help you be prepared for current and future transitions in the electrical power system. For more information, be sure to visit our website at omicronenergy.com. There, please look under Applications to find matching Omicron solutions. Knowledge sharing is very important to Omicron. On our website, you can also find the latest papers on various power system testing topics, upcoming seminars and events, as well as training courses. Please join us to listen to the next episode of Energy Talks. Goodbye for now, everyone. Mm-hmm.